That's what I love about the Holy Spirit this morning is He can move and speak to our hearts. And Man, I, I was ready to break out in just an altar call. Didn't even want to preach. It may still do that. Don't know. I'm a, I just want to let God be God this morning. Amen? Amen. Every time we get behind here, you say, well, man, y'all, y'all, listen, I don't want to be like any other church. <laughs> but I want to be what the Holy Spirit wants us to be. Amen? Right. Amen. I want to be able to follow Him because without the Holy Spirit, this church is nothing, Levi. I don't care how much money we have in this church, how much we take up, and how many fancy buildings you have. If you do not have the presence of the Holy Spirit changing people's hearts, drawing people to the cross, it doesn't matter. And I, and I tell Tim all the time, we're not a rich church. But I'll take the Holy Spirit every day. Every service when I get behind to preach, I'll take the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is what guides and directs and moves to make you to be and me to be who we need to be. Sometimes, you know, as I was thinking back about how many people in this church are going through trials. Going through tribulations and... All you've got to do is go to the hospital and stay in a room with somebody who's got cancer and you say, God, why? When you see them struggle... And you look as a pastor and you see people in your church that struggle. Whether it's no fault of theirs, and sometimes it's their own fault. But we all struggle, amen? amen. And I love that verse in Genesis chapter 22. Where Abraham, every one of us in here is going to go through a test. Amen? Your faith will be tested. Right. <laughs> If you think you're just going to be saved this morning and come to church and everything's going to be great because you walked in the church building and you give Jesus a little of your money and you sang a little and everything was good and might even said a prayer. Don't expect to walk out of here and expect life just to be a... I tell it all the time, people think they get saved and they're just going to tap through the roses with the posies, you know. <laughs> it's not going to be that way. But I've looked at so many people in our church that are struggling and going through tests. And the reason we go through them struggles and them tests is God wants, listen, God wants to prove Himself to us. But also God wants us to prove his, ourselves to Him. I truly believe that. Sometimes God wants us, and it may not, God allows these things to happen. He allowed the devil to come upon Job. And to come in with different tests and different... He allowed that. So that our faith in this church and your faith and this church's faith would be strong. I, I really wonder how, faith our, how strong our faith would be if we had a little more persecution in America. We got it easy coming to worship. Amen? How many of y'all agree we got it pretty easy? You read stories over in China where they're at 2 o'clock in the morning with a 12-hour Bible study and they're just excited to be there. But isn't it amazing in America you get one little drop? We can't go to church. Amen. And there's people in basements at 2 a.m. in the morning in China in a secret church, in an underground church, hunger. They're just thirsty and hungry for the righteousness of God. And sometimes I look at myself and I say, God, I'm not near as hungry as I need to be. 
I'm not near as thirsty for you as I truly need to be. Amen? And if we all was honest with ourselves, we're, none of us are hungry and thirsty as we need to be for Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. But as Abraham in Genesis chapter 2, you're going to be tested. God is going to test your faith. How strong is your faith in Jesus Christ this morning? Is your faith in this church? I hope not. I hope it's first on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Amen? And, I, and as I look at this story with Abraham, I'm just amazed at the faith that Abraham had to take his own son and to do what God said, his only son, and take him up on that mountain and, and, and sacrifice him. Now, Abraham had been tested before, and he knew God enough to know that God, because later down in... Y'all can read this. I'm not going to read the whole thing. i got just about three verses. But on down in chapter 22... His son Isaac said, Son, we're here. Dad, the wood's here. The altar's built. But where's the lamb? And I love the faith that, that Abraham spoke here. He said, We don't have it just yet, but God will provide one. Amen. And if you're going through a test this morning and going through a trial, you may not be able to see on the other side and, and you may not be able to see the outcome. But you need to know that God will provide. Amen? That's why they call him Jehovah Jireh, my provider. I don't know about y'all, but God has provided everything I've always needed. Even when I didn't see the... And if you're like me, sometimes you have a whole lot more month than you have money. Amen? But some of that is Brother George's fault and not God's. Amen? But then I pray, and, and, and God always, when I've always been obedient to Him, when I've always hungered and thirsted after His righteousness, when I've always seeked Him first and put His righteousness, I mean put Him first, and seeked His righteousness, God has always provided. And I don't want our church to get away from that. We need to tithe and we need to do God's work, but we also got, we've always got to have an element that we're living by faith. Now, when I say that, now listen, when I say, Brother George, we need to live by faith, don't say, well, I'm going to quit tithing now. We're going to cut back. It's all faith. <laughs> Amen? Faith without works is dead. I truly believe that. And as Abraham here, we don't know the level of our faith until the testings come into our lives. A lot of times we do not know the level of our faith in God. We say that we love God. We say that we would do anything for God. Peter even said, Lord, I'll get in front of you and I'll fight them all. But then not, just a few weeks later, he denied Jesus Christ three times. And so we don't, we don't know what the level of our faith is in Jesus Christ until the times of testing come. Whether it was an x-ray, a doctor's report, cancer marriage problems, problem with our teens. We never know our faith until we're put in the middle of a test. And I love what... Let's go to that one, Michelle, in Genesis chapter 22. And Abraham said, My son, will God will... No, verse 1. Now it came to pass after these things that God did what? He tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. Then he said... Take now your son, not just your son. I can relate with Abraham. His only son. Whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering 
on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, and he saddled his donkey, and he took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and he split wood for burnt offering. And he arose and went to the place which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship. Well, there's a whole sermon right there. Churches today need to be able to worship. The young and the old need to be able to worship. (laughs) We got way too much stuff in the church about the old stuff and the new stuff. It's all God's stuff. Amen? Amen. Amen. And don't ever let the devil come in this church and use that as a weapon. (coughs) Old stuff, new stuff. Listen, Abraham was in his 70s and the lad went up the mountain together and worshipped God together. I think, I think sometimes I, I got an imagination. I think Abraham was going up there singing, Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. And then right in his arm was the lad singing, singing, uh, uh, oh, what's my favorite song you always play? Uh, it's got the hand motions with it. Ah, Y'all play it up here. Uh, no, not all happy day. We're going to go through it till we get it right. Help me out, praise team. It's got the... Trading my sorrows. I believe Abraham was singing victory in Jesus. And little Isaac was singing, trading my sorrows. Old and new. Singing together. And as they get up there on top of the mountain, that's when Isaac says, I see everything in place. We've got the wood. We've got the altar. But where's the lamb? Listen, God was never going to allow Abraham to kill his son. But He did allow His son, only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. He provided that lamb in the thicket, that ram in the thicket as a substitute for His son. Just as much as He provided Jesus Christ as a substitute for you and I. And now our faith is through Jesus Christ. And and, and testing, listen, a lot of people say, well, God, in the King James, your King James Version, it says He tempted God. God doesn't tempt, He tests. Because out of a test, this is why people have testimonies. I've been preaching about 18 years, and I can tell you what, I didn't learn, I didn't get a testimony by being in a seminary. You don't get a testimony by being in school and college. You get an education. Amen? You don't get a testimony by being in a Bible study. You don't get a testimony by sitting in here on Sunday mornings. You get a testimony like Moses in the wilderness for 40 years. You get a testimony by being like Peter out on the water in the Sea of Galilee walking by faith to Jesus Christ. You get a testimony in life. By having God, by walking by faith, even though you can't see the outcome, but you, I love a person that has that kind of faith. They, just, they, they lift me up. When they can't see the end and don't know what the results are, but they still have faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. And I've always said this, no matter who has cancer or how bad it is, you need to do all you can do that you can't do no more. You say, well, what do you mean by that? You need to pray all you can pray. 
You need to pray that God will heal. You need to pray that God will touch them. You need to pray that God will strengthen your family. You need to pray that God will move your whole family closer together to Jesus. If it's His will to take them home, it's His will. But this is why the church is weak in its faith. We have stopped believing in the power of God and bringing people to the altars of prayer and saying, God, I can't do it. Only through your power can you touch them. We have stopped doing that as a church body. As soon as we hear the word cancer, they're dead. I know many cancer survivors. I know many folks that went on to be at the Lord because of cancer. But we always need to remember as a church body, when people are sick and things are happening, we need the first place we need to go is say, we need prayer. We never need to be ashamed in this church when people are going through tests and trials and hard things in this world and hardships and difficulties and struggles to be afraid to come up to the altar of God and pray. We don't have enough people boldly approaching His throne of grace today. And this is why we're not experiencing the presence of God. Even in the middle of our trials, God wants us to experience Him. Even when we don't see the outcome... He wants to know that I've got peace. Listen, God, you've got my hand no matter where you lead me, no matter where you take me, no matter how much money I make or don't make. I love you, Jesus. You died on the cross. You'll never forsake me. You'll never leave me. I trust you, Jesus, with my all. If you have not got to that point this morning, you are not walking by faith. Not walking by faith. The Bible says walk by faith and not... See, y'all know it. The just shall live by? Oh. And sometimes that is the hardest thing for me and for you to do. Because we're so busy controlling. Amen? Instead of saying, God, I'm giving it to you. Abraham had to come to that point where he knew his son was going up on that mountain. But he knew that God was going to provide. And there's a lot of people that's... And I wrote this down. I want to read these two sayings I wrote down. I don't read a lot, but... Man, when you write them down... Michelle don't have this either anyway. I wrote this down just a while ago. Where am I at? You see my see my notes? I tore a piece of paper off back here and wrote on it. There are some people who have been saved for 25 years and they don't have 25 years of experience. They have one year experience repeated 25 times. (laughs) God will never... Listen, God will test you to make sure that your security is founded in Jesus Christ. God will test you to see where your security and your identity is. Is it in Him? Or is it in things of this world or material possessions? And and listen guys, there's nothing wrong with having that stuff. Y'all hear me? I don't want nobody leaving here letting the devil confuse them saying, he said don't have nothing live in shacks and go to his church. Amen? You'll be surprised how many people will walk out of here saying that. There's nothing wrong with having material possessions. There's nothing wrong with enjoying them. But if they come before the presence and the altar of God, He'll make sure that He's first and not them. Amen? That's what I'm saying. He'll make sure that He's first, Benny, and not whatever we have. 
And so God will make sure that your identity and your security is in Jesus Christ. Because you know what? If it's not, He's going to go after that thing that's more important than Him. He's going to go after that object. Because He wants you to take that object and finally like Isaac and wind up and lay it on the altar for Him. And a lot of us has got a lot of Isaacs out there. We need to identify what our Isaac is. Amen? I always put it this way. If you lost a lot of stuff in this life, say we lost our boats and our guns, guys. <laughs> Would we still love Jesus? Well, I, I, the reason I really love Him now is y'all got a fishing you know, in y'all's church. You got tons of fishermen in here. What if this church didn't have no fishermen? <laughs> what if we had <laughs> a bunch of crocheters? <laughs> Would you still come to church? Would you still come to the men's meeting? I can already see it now. I got a crochet club coming on. We're going to make blankets for Jesus. Amen. I see Heather smiling. She wants to head it up. Come on, Heather. God, all, listen, in the middle of our testing, God always makes a way of escape. He always makes, in 1 John 10, 13, he talks about in the middle of our temptation, He makes a way of escape. There's always, there's always an out. I don't care if you're being tempted. I don't care if it's sexual lust. I don't care if it's whatever type it may be. Pride, whatever it is, God always gives us an opening to escape it. God may allow it to come into our lives. How many of y'all are tested? How many of y'all's faith is tested during the week? How many of y'all are going through testings right now? Now, it may be the devil, but I can guarantee you, it's probably God's allowing all of it. God did this to Noah, I mean Noah, to Abraham on the mountain. He tested Noah too. Every great man of God and woman of God in the Bible had their faith tested. First came faith, and then came results. First came faith, then came results. You say, well, I wish God would show me the results first and then I would follow Him. I bet you would, but you wouldn't follow Him very long. Because you say, well, why do I need to follow Him? I see the end result. That's why He wants us following by faith every day and not sight. But we never know how deep our faith really is until we get to a... To a Level to a, uh, how what level our faith is, and we're all on different levels in our faith. Romans one seventeen. Yeah, did I give you that one, Michelle? For in for in it the righteousness of God is revealed, revealed in your test, in your trial, in your life, in your walk with God. Righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. For it is written, the just shall live by faith. That. Revealed from faith to faith is from level to level. We're all on different levels in our faith. We've got to remember that as a church body. If we're going to help and minister to people, I, I got news for you guys. I've been here in this church for 10 years and you're growing and you're maturing. Not everybody's going to be on your level. So don't walk around like a spiritual giant like you know it all. Amen? Well, I can't believe they're doing what they're doing. I can't believe...
Amen? Faith to faith. From level to level. I love this. On building our faith. Go to James chapter 2, Michelle. On building our faith. He's also again talking about Abraham here. It says, Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is what? There's nobody can tell me they got faith in Jesus Christ and they don't never work for Him, have a conviction, don't act on it. But they're saved. Amen? If you're saved by... You're saved by what? Through what? That's right. Ephesians 2 and verse 8 and 9. It's not about works. You got saved through grace, through faith. You got saved by faith. How many of y'all seen Jesus Christ on the cross? How many were there? Any takers? If you are, we got a walker for you on the way out. <laughs> Amen? Nobody was there, but you believed by faith that over 2,000 years ago that Jesus Christ died on the cross. You come to that saving knowledge that He died as a substitute for you, that His blood covers your sins, a one-time sacrifice. You believed that and knelt wherever you was at. You submitted you submitted to that call, to that conviction in your heart. And wherever it was at, whether it was in a church, at your house, wherever it was at, at a revival, a conference, a Bible school, a church camp, wherever that moment was when that conviction came, you knelt down and submitted your heart and your life and said, Jesus, by faith I accept that you died on the cross. And the only way that I'll ever experience eternal life is through your blood covering my sins. Everybody has to go through that process to go to heaven. You don't work for your salvation. That's a redemptive work of Jesus. Now, here's where Baptists get all backwards. Amen? They just get saved and don't want to work. (laughs) I'm saved. You know, I, I laugh sometimes. Man... If you get saved, you want to... Man, if you get saved from something, you want to serve it. Amen? I don't know anybody that used to be on alcohol and drugs and got delivered by the blood of Christ and said, Whew, that was okay. Amen? I don't remember many people that get saved at all that says, It was alright. You say, well, Brother George, we didn't get real. We didn't jump around and bounce and shout and holler when we get saved. That's all right. Sometimes salvation is a sunrise. Amen? Sometimes it's a boom. It's an explosion. Same way in your worship. Some people don't stand up and raise hands. Amen? Can I let you know I don't look down on that? Well, Brother George, I feel funny sitting here around all these trees. God is going to use you through your personality. You may not have a personality like me. This is what God made me to be. He called me to be George and to preach His gospel. I'm different than Rusty. I'm different than Tim. I'm different than Levi. When it comes to my passion and preaching, I am what I am by the grace of God. Amen. And I got news for you. Melvin couldn't change me and you definitely ain't going to. Amen. It won't happen. I'll preach next week at Mountain Pine. I will not change. 
It'll be the same. I may only have y'all the next night, but it's okay. We'll worship together. (laughs) There's a difference. Listen, there's a difference in listening and hearing. Romans 10, 17. Did I give you that one? I know I'm bouncing everywhere today. Man, I got them today. Hang on, just write them down. So then by faith, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You want to know how your faith grows and matures? In with testings is also in the... Listen, if you're in a test, you'll be in the Word. Because you'll be searching, trying to find help in the Word of God. Isn't it amazing how we get in a test and we... Man, we'll eat the cover off of it. Amen. I mean, we'll turn and flip and try to find a verse. Oh, and it's amazing when my spirit bears witness with God's Word and how it jumps out of them pages, Tim, and just comes alive in me and my faith just gets bigger. But not only does it stop there, it don't just stop there. When that Word jumps up into my spirit, I go from there, listen, if that's all it did was jump in my spirit and I walked out of the building, it would just be faith. Faith without works is dead. God wants me to move and do something in the middle of my trial. In the middle of Abraham's trial, he didn't just sit on that stump down at the bottom of the mountain and say, I don't know what we're going to do, Isaac. i got to put you on the altar, son. I don't know how we're going to make it. He went ahead and went through what God, he heard God tell him. He went ahead and put his faith into action and went all the way to the mountain, went all the way to putting his son on the altar, went all the way to lifting a knife. When God spoke and said, Abraham, Abraham, you have passed the test. Y'all remember them when you're growing up? This is only a test. This is only a test of your emergency broadcasting systems. I can't do it 60 seconds. Remember that? Sometimes that's what God, you don't want to, that's why our faith doesn't grow through a trial as we sit back and we say, I got faith, but we've got to put faith to action in the middle of the trial. In the middle of the circumstance, we still got to hear God. But not only hear Him, there's a difference in hearing and listening. Amen? How many of y'all believe that? Come here, I'll show you. Come with him. You're his wife. Y'all's driving. Come on, y'all's going to drive. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be right over there at the gas station coming out and y'all drive over to me, okay? Okay, okay. Ask for directions how to get to Piercy's store. Okay. Ask who? Me. Don't ask her. She's with you. But whatever you do, don't act like you're lost or you're going to have it when you get home. Just... Okay, here we go. I'm coming out of the store, going in my car. Harvey and them drive up in their car, pull up there, and I get out. Okay, I'm walking. I'm going to my car. Say, stop, I need to ask you something. Sir, sir yeah. I need to ask you, do you, uh, do you know how to get to Piercy Store? Piercy Store, okay, here's what you do. See this parking lot out here? Mm-hmm. You go out here to the parking lot, the road, and take a left. Right. You're going to go... Down to the stop sign down here. That's 70 West. Mm-hmm. All right? You're going to turn right. Mm-hmm. When you turn right, you're going to go about seven, eight, nine miles. You're going to pass Lake Hamilton School. Go on out 70 West. 
You get on over there and you're going to see Piercy Stores going to be on your left about eight miles out. Right on the highway there. Right there on the highway. Right there. Okay. All right, y'all sit down. All right, y'all go on. Okay. Drive out. All right. Okay, now listen. There's a difference between listening and hearing. They're going to find it. They heard. What did they hear? Now, if they just listened, y'all come back. Don't go in the parking lot. If Harvey would have come up to me and I get, and I went through and gave him all the directions how to get to the Piercy store. I mean, I laid it out right there. Y'all heard me. But if he had gotten his car and turned around and went the other way, I'd have said, well, that Harvey just listened, but he didn't hear. You got kids that listen, but they don't hear. I'm going to get a big amen here. Get ready, women. You got men that listen, but they don't hear. I knew it. I knew it. Here's the difference. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word at this time was by the word of George. Amen. At the store. That, that, that was that. But by the word of God in our spiritual lives. I told him how to get there. I told him to go out here. I told him all the directions. He didn't just listen. He heard it and said, we're going. And I may have come down the road right behind him and about 10 minutes later and there's Harvey and him at the store and I said, he heard what I said. You know why? He not only heard it, but he put faith into action and followed it. And so many times in our trials, we've got to do more than just listen to God. We've got to hear and do it. A lot of us know what we need to do in a trial. A lot of us know a lot of times what we need to do in our lives because we're being convicted by it. By the power of the Holy Spirit. We know, we know what God wants us to do, but we keep turning and just listening and going the other way. I know because I've been there. God was calling me to preach for years, but all I did was listen. Amen? I say, yeah, right, God. Who, are, who do you think you are? And I just walk away and go the other way. Till finally one day, I heard God. Finally heard Him. And decided to do something about it. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. There's a lot of us in here that are hearing God speak every week. There's things God's calling you to. There's things that God is trying to call you out of. Amen? There is doors that He's opening. There's doors that He's shutting. Some of us in here, God's calling to a closer walk with Him. Somewhere God's calling some of you just to be consistent in your church attendance. Not a CEO Christian, Christmas, Easter, and otherwise. <laughs> Amen? But to actually know what it means to walk by faith and not sight. Some of you, God is, there's more in here that God is calling for you just to be saved. He's convicted you about salvation. Some in here, God has called about baptism. Some, God has put a special ministry on your heart in this church, but you haven't done nothing. All you've done is listened, but you haven't heard. Amen? Until we put that in, and, hey, reason I know is we do it on an individual basis in God's Word. 
I told the class this morning, I'll be reading through there, and I mean, I'll sit there and go, whoa, I, said, I love that word. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Man, I love that verse. Then I'll flip over to another one that tells something that my life's done, or I did that day or last week, and it was probably sin. And I'll say, ooh, I don't like that. Let's get back over to I can do all things. Those that wait on the Lord, whew, I love that. They walk, they run, and they soar like eagles. I love that. But then there's a verse that says, Be ye separate. Come out among the world. Mm, let's go to another one. We can't pick and choose the Word of God. Amen. Put that saying I put up here, Michelle, by, I love this. Y'all need to write this down by Augustine. And this is how come we're not walking by faith and experience more God, getting deeper in our walk and getting through our trials. This is why. If you believe what you like in the gospel and reject what you don't like, then it's not the gospel you believe, but it's yourself. How many's ever picked and choosed in God's Word? I got seven honest Baptists. We all have pick and choose. Choose you this day. Every day you wake up, that word choose you this day is fixing to hit you right in the face who you're going to serve. Amen? It's not that, that verse is not for Sunday. It's for every day building your faith. So what are you picking and choosing out of God's Word? Maybe that's why you're constantly fighting and hitting the same roadblock. There is Christians that go week after week that can't get over the same problem. And the devil is sitting back going, they can't get back. I've watched him do it a hundred times. He'll hit the roadblock, get disgusted, and he'll leave. Then he'll come back in a week or two and get it. And most of the time it's in his own strength and not God's strength. He'll hit the roadblock and fall down again and go back. And the devil's going, he won't never make it. And the Holy Spirit comes in and finally gets a hold of that person until they finally submit. When they get to that roadblock and that problem and, they, and that test and they submit to God. And I'm not meaning, listen, when you submit, that means you're broken. There's not enough brokenness in God's church. That's why we got more head knowledge in today's church and pride and arrogance and not brokenness. Because people that's been in church 50 years... You can't fool me, I know it all. And the problem I've seen at preaching a lot of churches, they know more Baptist doctrine than they know the Word of God. They know when the Baptists eat, when they take up offering what they believe, they know, they know all the bylaws of the church. They can't hardly find Second Timothy. But they got that. I had a guy one time preaching revival. Come up to me the second night. Give me a Baptist handbook. <laughs> He did. One of their deacons comes up. Mevlin was there. They all know. Some of y'all were there. He goes, Brother George, can I see you a minute, brother? I said, yeah. He goes, have you ever read this book? And he handed it to me and I went, the Baptist handbook in doctrine and faith of Baptist. I was going, was John part of them? John wasn't a Baptist, folks. He was a baptizer. 
You know how many times people told me, John was a Baptist. I know, it says in the Bible. <laughs> he might have been Pentecost and just dressed like a Baptist. Amen. <laughs> and I said, yeah. I've read this book. He said, ah. I heard you preach last night. I just wonder if you ever read that. I said, brother, I was brought up in a Baptist church. I've eaten the cover off of Baptist books and the pews and marked on them and scratched on them when I got older and signed George was here. I know what Baptists believe, but here's what I did. He never brought me another book. I said, here's what I preach out of and live my life by is what Jesus Christ died for is the blood through the blood, His Word. His infallible Word. There's a lot of Baptists dying going to hell because they knew the Baptist book, but not the book. And this is what I'll always preach out of is the Bible. So I'm telling you, if you really draw it up into Baptist and you just got to have that book... <laughs> If you'll get this book right first in your heart, then everything else will work together for the good. To those that He's called, it'll work together. Amen? We should have started revival today. I wish I had about 900 Baptists in here. We have revival every Sunday. Where are you at today? Are you picking and choosing? Are you basing your life on a lot of things besides the book? You say, well, Brother George, I just have a hard time with that King James and verily, verily, and thus saith the Lord. Go get an English Standard Version. Get one you can understand that has study material in it. You can't cop out on God that easy. You're already doing it. You're picking and choosing. You're getting that roadblock and giving up. Well, I, you know, I would come back for the revival meeting and I would come over there next Sunday to the outreach, but you know, you're getting the roadblock and you're giving up. Ever been there? Till finally you get to that roadblock and you come to it and you say, I've tried and tried and tried to get around this problem, this trial, this test, this attitude. And then finally you're broken down on your knees. This is the only way we get around it. Just don't think that you have to repent one time in your life and that's it. A lot of people think, well, I repented and got saved. <laughs> You've got to do it every day and renew yourself. You've got to repent for sins that you did last week. And believe me, we all got them. I figured somebody would pucker up and want to leave right there. <laughs> but... Until we get around that roadblock, we got to repent and say, God, listen, I'm sorry. Yes. I can't do this on my own. And the Holy Spirit will bring back in remembrance what you need to repent about. You're not just sitting there, what are you doing? I've been here for four hours, I don't know what to say. The Holy Spirit will express Himself to you and tell you what to say. Amen. If you're a true child. Yes. Amen. And as soon as you're broken... And repent. And God said, listen, then He'll lift you up. Humble yourself in the sight of God. And then He lifts you over that roadblock. Your faith has just went from level to level in one prayer. 
But you've got to have faith and action. Is God calling you for, to repentance? Listen, repentance is not a dirty word. Amen? This is the only way we're going to have revival. Is humble ourselves and call and pray and call upon the name of the Lord. That's the only way you're going to get out of your testing this morning is humble yourself. There's some of y'all that may be going through some stuff that I don't even know about. I know we got a lot of families in the hospital that are going through some bad stuff. I love the Weatherfords. They're wrestling with a bunch of stuff. With cancer. I've never been there. My mom and dad are still alive. I have my parents. I've lost my grandparents. But then I look at Lee and Margaret going through testings. I can just walk down through here in the past year and see testings. Here's one. Man, that colon gave you a roundabout way, didn't it? But you know what? God lifted her up over. He's beginning to lift her up over that roadblock. Cricket, been through trials. Been through trials. Been through testings. Ronnie, y'all been through testings. Trials. I can go on and on. Testings and trials. And it happens to associate and pastor's families. Ah! Oh, but you're a preacher. You don't go through that stuff. I don't ever think I'm going to get up here. Listen. I never think I'm going to get up here and preach the Word of God and be bold about it without having some slack from the devil. You say, well, Brother George, we, need, we just got to keep studying and studying. Head knowledge don't do nothing unless you step out on faith. The devil. I know a lot of people in church that know the Word of God real good and they still act like a devil. Amen? They know it. But is it changing you this morning? Heavenly Father, we love you this morning. Lord, as we prepare for this altar call, show us how to get around the roadblocks that are in our life. What is holding us back from experiencing a deeper and more richer walk with you? Lord, what, what is holding me back to, to having the joy of my salvation restored? Forgetting my past and looking forward to my high calling. Because I, I want to apprehend that one that apprehended me. Have you been apprehended this morning by Jesus? If you have, you want to go after Him. But it's going to come through repentance. It's going to come submitting yourself and bowing down in front of that wall or that roadblock that's in your daily life. And asking for forgiveness and repent and turning away. Heavenly Father, I pray that Your Spirit will move on this congregation this morning. There's so many in here that are going through inner turmoils that they don't even show up on the outside, but they're inner battles. Heart battles with the world, with the devil. And Lord, some of them may even be with you. Lord, I just ask your spirit, come in and wrap your arms around us. Lord, come in and show us who you really are. Not about George Vincent's words and not about the music. But Lord, your spirit, come in and speak to every heart.
where they stand today and where they sit. Come in right now. Let everything be quiet. Forget about everything that you've got to go do when you leave here and where you're going to eat and your work assignment for this week and how busy schedule. Forget all of it. The most important and the most important place that you are is where you're at right now in the presence of God. And hearing His voice, His whisper, speak to you and draw you. Step out on faith right where you're at. If, God's, if God calls, step out. Lord, have your way in this service this morning. Speak to our hearts. Move us. And everyone said, Amen. I heard a story this week. You can all stand. I heard a story this week about a gazelle. And this is how we're so much in our faith. A gazelle can jump up to 17 feet high. And they had a gazelle and they put fences around it, open fences around it, 15 feet, and it jumped out of the cage. But they got a smart idea and they started building solid walls around the gazelle. And, it, and, it, and, and fear took over this gazelle and it wasn't jumping. So they lowered the solid walls down to three foot. And the gazelle could, what the gazelle could not see, he would not jump. As long as he could see the ground, he would jump. But you know what? True faith in it is God is taking a step of faith when you can't see. Don't let the devil hold you down. Don't let circumstances in the past keep you from a, a leap of faith. Because you know what? God will be right there to catch you. Amen. Come this morning, whatever you're going through, whatever trial you're at, come as we sing. Altars are open. Families, parents, mom and dads, kids, ministries, whatever. Just allow God to speak to you this morning. Let God be amazing in your heart when you leave His horn. I want you to leave here saying, man, God is amazing. He spoke to me. this morning won't you come and unload it at the foot of the cross this morning don't be burdened down with your job with your with life look up today and look up to the cross you command the highest mountain to fall upon their knees you're the one